안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning, my dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까? Yesterday, we had a very special Sunday service at Clifton Church for giving certificates to those who finished the reading 100 times of EDP. And before that, we welcome three UPA students who came to Clifton Church for missionary work. They will do witnessing activity for five months. Uh, these are the members who complete the reading 100 times of EDP until last month with one hour, three hour, and even 12 hour. Uh, those who have completed, completed one hour EDP, 29 members, and three hour, nine members, 12 hour, two members, really continuously increasing, very much involving the reading EDP. And so when I having a, uh, you know, uh, when I having a meal together, I really so inspired to hear each one of their beautiful testimony. And then our president Naoki Mi shared about the national leaders retreat, which was held in Kodiak, Alaska. He also shared about the national goal and strategy, including goal and strategy of Clifton Church. It was very, very powerful and very good sharing. Then I gave a sermon on the national goal and the importance of God's word and Fundoke. And after service, we had a lunch meeting with the members who completed the reading 100 times of EDP and shared their beautiful testimonies. I, I really wanted to record some of them's report, especially, you know, uh, our the, uh, uh, Mrs. Bibi's report and testimonies, really, really beautiful and powerful. Uh, let's study a mother's work. Women will lead, play a leading role in the ideal world one. The principle of, lo of love is that when love sacrifices for something that is greater, the level of that love is elevated. When you sacrifice for something greater, rather than being absorbed by it, you can stand at its center and face a new dimension. The reason that Christianity became a religion of resurrection is that it teaches to sacrifice for others. Even when he faced dying on the cross as an innocent man, Jesus prayed, Father, not what I want, but what you want. Regarding the Roman soldier who stabbed him with his spear, he beseeched God to forgive his sin along with the sin of everyone else who did not know what they were doing. Like God's life, Jesus exemplifies a life lived and sacrificed for the sake of others. This became the origin that created the history of resurrection and thus became the essential core of Christian thought and tradition. When you go so far as to sacrifice even your life for the sake of others, you gain life of a higher dimension. My beloved members of the Women's Federation for World Peace, when you think about it, my visiting North Korea with my husband and meeting President Kim Il-sung and various other party members 
on November 30, 1991, was an exceptionally high-risk endeavor. As you well know, Reverend Samyang Moon is a religious leader and the leader of the Victory Over Communism movement. The North Korean leaders have considered him their arch enemy, and they have even carried out all kinds of schemes, both in Korea and abroad, to eliminate my husband. And yet, depending solely on God, we were able to go to North Korea and proclaim unification cannot be brought about through Juche ideology. Unification is possible only through Godism. We had a heart of love, desiring only to save them and to live for their sake. And we had a modest spirit, ready to endure any sacrifice necessary to open the gates to the reunification of the homeland. We actually put into practice the words, those who are ready to die will live, and those who seek to live will die. Similar to Jesus saying in Matthew 16, 25, true love can serve as the basis for conquering even hell. Yes, to obtain true love, you must pay the price for it. Just as grace without hard work flows away, true love inevitably demands sacrifice. Free love that is obtained without sacrifice flows away. Therefore, the greater sacrifice of love, the higher the level of that love. Many people do not understand the meaning of the true love, significance of true love. You know, many uh, young people, you know, love is just can obtain any time. No, the attribute of true love is not like that. One of the most beautiful, you know, attribute of the true love is what? Require sacrifice. Require sacrifice. That's why without the paying the price, you cannot obtain true love. You need to pay the price. You just only obtain the love without hard work. It just flows away. When you sacrifice for something greater, or rather than being observed by it or lose something, you can stand as its center and face a new dimension. When you sacrifice your life for others, you gain a higher level of love. That's why those who become great men throughout the human history, most of them shoulder the life of sacrifice. You look at the Noah, you look at the Abraham, you look at the Isaac and Jacob and Moses and even our Jesus and other saints. They are great example how much sacrifice for the sake of others. True Father truly wanted to save North Korea and had a heart of love for the sake of the North Korea and a martyr spirit willing to make, on, uh, make any sacrifice to open the door to Korea's reunification. So True Father actually put into practice the words, those who are ready to die 
will live, and those who seek to live will die. True love can serve as the basis for conquering even hell. You know, Father, oh, really carrying on this kind of the spirit, the mother, mother spirit, willing, willing to die, willing to sacrifice for others, especially for the sake of the reunification between North Korea and South Korea. We really need to inherit that kind of the really martyr spirit, willing to die, willing to sacrifice from our true parents. A living divine principle, uh, the human heart as viewed through the spirit, spiritual and physical minds. Let's study EDP. Sorry, the spirit mind, the physical mind, and their relationship in the human mind. The relationship between the spirit mind and the physical mind is like that between internal nature and external form. When they become one through give and take action with God as their center, they form a united functioning entity which guides the spirit self and physical self to become harmonious and progress toward the purpose of creation. This united entity is the mind of a human being. The conscience is that faculty of the human mind, which by virtue of its inborn nature, always directs us toward what we think is good. However, as the standard of goodness in fallen human beings varies, the standard of their conscience also fluctuates this causes frequent contention, even among those who advocate a conscientious life. The original mind is that faculty of the human mind, which pursues absolute goodness. The original mind relates to the conscience as internal nature to external form. A person's conscience directs him to pursue goodness according to the standard he has set up in ignorance even though it may differ from the original standard. However, the original mind repels this faulty standard and works to correct the conscience. As long as our spirit mind and physical mind are under the bondage of Satan, the functioning entity they form through their give and take action is called the evil mind. The evil mind continually drives people to do evil. Our original mind and conscience direct us to repel the evil mind. They guide us in desperate efforts to reject evil desires and cling to goodness by breaking our ties with Satan and turning to face God. Now, based on this, let's study Father's word. What is the spirit mind? Body, heart, and the spirit mind. If I am one with God, then all of you must become one with me. This is referred to as the three stages, formation, growth, and completion. They must all become one. That country is standing on the foundation of the three stages. Even your face has three stages. Your eyes, nose, and mouth must all be in focus. Anytime you seek to grab a hold of something, 
You must also pass through the three stages. Everything is arranged in this way. Isn't that so? Yes. That is why you must be aware of the fact that heaven and earth were created based on this principle. Our body, heart, and the spirit mind are three stages. If God is present in your heart, in other words, your spirit mind, this is also an example of the three stages. Yes, God created and operates the, operates the heavens and earth centering on three numbers of formation and growth and completion. So existence of the, the existence of the self stands on the basis of uh, these three levels, just like in the face, there are three levels of the mouth is a formation stage and nose is like a growth stage and eyes is like a complete stage. Everything should be focused and centered on the number three. For example, both eyes are centered and focused on visible object. Human life is also composed of the three stages centered on body, mind, and spirit mind. Your body needs to eat, drink, and sleep. The mind, according to the conscience, wants to be good and, and live for the sake of others. The final stage of life centered on spirit mind. A mind centered on spirit mind means a life in which God is present. The heart to serve God and be filial to him is a spirit mind. And when this spirit mind leaves the body and goes to the spiritual world, it will live attending God forever. So it's really beautiful guidance given by our true father. And then next. The definition of the spirit mind. You may have learned it from studying the principle. But what is the spirit mind? It is the union of the mind and spirit moving toward its new goal. It is a motivational mind that can make us become our ideal selves by uniting with our conscience centered upon God. Do you understand? Thus, if we did not have a spirit mind, we would be unable to search for its origin which connects us to the spirit world and true love. What is the spirit mind? The spirit mind is a being that is united with the mind and spirit, uh, with the spirit and moves toward a new purpose. You know, to become an ideal self, you must live your life centered on your spirit mind, not your mind and physical mind. The spirit mind is a heart that is directly relate to God. That is a heart that tries to serve God. Therefore, in the heart to serve God, you can discover everything, find the origin and find the true love. Therefore, the core of the spirit mind is what? Show jump. Show jump. So this is the important point. And today's youth ministry what must uh, must be done to continue the grace receive? Uh, please, you study well again. What must be done to continue the grace received? Let's study. 
We stumble when the horizontal relationship is stronger than the vertical relationship. People who have greater horizontal relationships rather than vertical relationships can no longer grow their vertical body. So they go out horizontally and collapse. The life of faith of such people cannot go forward any longer. When someone who came to the church was moved by the principal, lecture well, and have confidence in front of everybody, everyone, only become closer to horizont people horizontally, we see them eventually leave that position. At first, it seemed like they were born with really wholesome character and had a hopeful future. But since horizontal relationships with men and women were stronger than the vertical relationships, their fate takes them on a different path. In this way, even people that seem like prospects will stumble when their horizontal relationships are stronger than vertical relationships. The seed of the word should have entered that person and taken root. But since they were dominated by the external environment, they become an outcast. Therefore, the word puts down its roots and a promising character is formed only when you receive God's absolute dominion. Yes. The reason we stumble in our life of faith is because horizontal relationship become much stronger than the vertical relationship. And many even stumbled because their horizontal relationship with the archangel was much stronger than the vertical relationship with God. Therefore, we have to have a clear understanding of the principled perspective that the vertical relationship is the subject and horizontal relationship is the object. If upside down, that is the fall. You know, that's why always you need to put vertical relationship, okay, more higher than horizontal relationship. If you don't have the clear vertical relationship, you know, it immediately become, you know, horizontally uh, goes away. Even within our church, how many people left after being connected by the principle, but being unable to overcome the temptations of the horizontal relationships. The only way to overcome horizontal temptation is by regarding the vertical relationship with God as a life. And regarding the vertical relationship with your parents in the family and able in my life of faith is as a life. That's why relationship is very, very important. You cannot build up the relationship with your father and mother properly. Surely, you, you can become very horizontal person, easy to make a chapter to relationship with any other one. That's why in your life of faith, you should be very strong your relationship with God as a life, and your relationship in the family with your parents, very, very important. There is a relationship problem between parents, children. This child rebel the parents and go to the world, go to the secular world and then does not care about God, and they even losing their faith. Something like that. That's how we educate our children vertically. How can we educate them the importance of the vertical alignment with God? 
What's the greatest commandment? We need to know that. Greatest commandment, we need to love God more than anything else, right? So it is a life. Vertical alignment is a life. And then, then that kind of the lifestyle need to practice in our family. That's why we need to treat our own father and mother as God. Our children relationship with our parents, very important also as the parents, not just only keeping your vertical position, you need to know how to deal with your children. Educate them very clearly the importance of the vertical relationship with God, with the parents. And, and then also, when you go to church, and you, when you connect to church, your relationship with your able is very important. Your relationship is something problem with your able, and then immediately can become horizontal, horizontal can become you know horizontal way, and then also create a lot of chapter to problem. Very important. Where there is a problem between Cain and Abel, your your Cain, you lose your Cain. That's why as Abel, you need to know how to care of the our Cain's. Any other way to overcome horizontal temptation is for the seed of the world to enter me and take root so that I will not waver in any environment. Therefore, the world puts down its roots and promising character is formed only when you receive God's absolute dominion. That's why really you need to really have the formed relationship with God. You need to have the formed relationship with your parents. You need to have the formed relationship with your able. Only this is the way to keep your, your grace. And also you can overcome horizontal temptations. Next. What must be done to continue the grace received? A person with an established foundation of faith and standard of receiving absolute dominion from the word will have some period of continued grace of love. However, debt of love does not last longer than a certain period of time. When we heard the principle and liked it, in a way, it is the same as being indebted because we received it at no cost. I was excited because of something. I received grace because of such thing. I was excited through such experience. These things become grace for a certain period, but there is no permanence. So what is eternity? It becomes eternity when I continue the grace I received and the gift of love. If you only have the word you were graced by, you become indebted. Therefore, only when the interest of love is paid can the love be maintained. This is the law of love. As the Bible says, whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken away from them. Yes. The grace we receive can continue for a certain period. You're very inspired by God. You're very inspired by someone's guidance. When you are inspired by divine principle, you know, just you can keep for certain period. However, once it passes on certain period, in it cannot no longer be continued. In other words, the grace I receive does not have the permanent. 
to continue to the grace I received, that is the first love without losing. It is not simple matter. Then what must be done to continue the grace received? This is a very important point, my brothers and sisters. Today, this is a key point again. Then what must be done to continue the grace received? Giving grace is done by God, but keeping or losing it is my responsibility. Therefore, if you only have the word you were graced by, you become indebted. Therefore, only when the interest of love, you know, benefit of the love is paid, can the love be maintained. In other words, I have to put the grace I receive into practice and multiply it even greater to those around me. I have to make the grace I receive even greater by passing it on to my object partner and move them. This is the only way you can keep the grace. How to keep the grace? You need to multiply. You need to practice and multiply. Without multiplying, without practicing, surely you lose your grace of what you receive. This is the important point. You know, we are almost nearly two years uh, continuously uh, carrying on the morning devotion. Maybe some part stimulate you, inspired you, you receive the grace. Then what to do? You know, to keep God's grace, you need to practice it. You need to multiply. Without multiplying it, without practicing, just goes away. Because when we receive grace by God and by God's word, by Abel, by someone, this did not pay the price yet. That's why in order to, in order to keep your grace, you need to pay the price. And you need to practice it. And you need to multiply. The best way to multiply and make the profit, this is the only way you can keep the grace. Next. The laws of the material world and the laws of the world of love. The laws of the material world and the laws of the world of love are different. In the material world, it is cruel to give more to those who have more and to take away from the poor. However, the world of love is like that. Those who are rich in love receive more love, and those who are poor in love are deprived of even the love they had. If you absolutely believe in the word, embrace it, and nurture it, you will establish a foundation for your own life of faith and grow. It is a matter of whether you grow while being indebted to others or while repaying your debts. Like this, there are different types when it comes to growth. Even though wealthy houses look rich on the outside, there are wealthy houses with a lot of debt. If you enter such a house, they have everything that can be owned. But if they borrowed everything as monthly rent, even though it looks like a wealthy house on the outside, it's a house in debt on the inside. Yeah. 
the laws of the material world and the laws of the world of love are different. In the material world, it is cruel to give more to those who have more and to take away from the poor. In the world of love, those who give benefits of love receive more love, and the poor who cannot make benefit of love lose even the love they had. In a way, the world of love is cold-hearted. For example, if a tree stops growing and stops, it dies. In the same way, if a person does not make the profit of love and does not grow, everyone will be pushed out and go to the uh, go to a world other than heaven. Therefore, in our life of faith, if we are indebted, we must pay it back, and we must return it by making a profit beyond what we have received. My brothers and sisters, it is an absolute destiny that human must make a profit, not just only maintain love. This is our destiny, absolute destiny. And we are, we are, we, we were born as a human being, and then no matter what our absolute destiny is, what need to grow up. Without growing up, you will die. And not just only growing up, you need to multiply. You need to make the profit. You need to fulfill your three blessings. Otherwise, you lose everything. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, it is an absolute destiny that human must make the profit of love, not just only maintain love. Next. Received grace is like becoming indebted spiritually. You can also live a life of faith with a monthly installment plan. The grace you receive through various conditions may not be purely yours. For example, to receive grace through fasting prayers, vigils, or sermons is like becoming indebted because you did not receive grace after paying any price or effort. Therefore, it is not purely yours. Even if conditions such as prayer vigil or fasting are not established, a person who has earned respectable results through his character and practice do not say they have received grace from anyone. They do not say that they received grace because they paid a price for getting a certain result with their performance. People say they receive grace when they receive a certain benefit on credit without paying the price. Those who have received grace through their true abilities have paid the price according to their life and practice. Therefore, a life of faith with a monthly installment plan is nothing to be proud of. Yeah. To say that we have received the grace in our life of faith means that we are indebted to God and the spiritual world. Therefore, what you receive does not become yours unless you repay it or give a benefit that exceeds what you received. Therefore, in order for the grace you receive to be yours, you must pay the price to make it your own. If my faith grows more, 
I must live a life where I practice, practice the word and bring the results of the love. And to bring the results of love, you have to give constantly. You have to live a life of the giving and forgetting and giving and forgetting and giving and forgetting and sacrifice and forgetting and sacrificing and forgetting. This is the way we can bring the result of love. If you boast only of the grace you have received, you will lose everything at the end. If you want to keep the grace you have received, you must practice it and reap the result of love. My brothers and sisters, today we talk about what we must do, must do to continue the grace we have received. Very important content in our life of faith. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Dr. Young. I think these are the secrets of keeping faith, uh, really priceless guidance. So thank you so much. Now for our living testimony, I'm happy to welcome up uh, Miss Sarah Jackson from Dallas Carp. She'll share about Mrs. Young's visit there. Hello. Hello. Good morning, everyone. Um, yes, I am Sarah Jackson. I am from Dallas, Texas. And I had an amazing honor to meet Mrs. Young or someone in. And yeah, so on Saturday, she came and we had a Q&A session at the DFW Family Church. And then yesterday for Sunday service, we got to hear her testimony or we had a Reverend Sakai interviewed uh, Mrs. Young. And I can't express the amount of appreciation I I have for uh, Mrs. Young and also Dr. Young. Um, just the amount of sacrifice that both of them had to go through. Uh, actually, uh, when we're going through morning devotion, the first quote really stuck out to me. It says, when love sacrifices for something that is greater, the level of that love is elevated. And um, yeah, talking about true love demands sacrifice. And I really feel like that reflects that reflects the sacrifice that Dr. Young and also Mrs. Young had to go through um, for their public mission. Uh, so someone was talking about how, you know, 99% of the time uh, her husband was away and he couldn't be there for uh, the family. So a lot of times she had to fill in the role as mother and father, like, um, and balancing those two roles must have been I feel like nearly impossible, um, but like that amount of sacrifice that she was able to like overcome and give uh, to Heavenly Parent and to like everyone that was has been impacted by Dr. Young, um, that much love, like her love has been elevated. I really felt that when she was giving her a testimony and uh, guiding our community. Even the fact that she came to America and she had an opportunity to stay with Dr. Young and like be by his side, but she decided to travel around America touching like all of our hearts. And it really moved me a lot. I thought, you know, when I was growing up, 
as a pastor's child. I struggled a lot. I, <laughs> yeah, I struggled a lot with my parents leaving and uh, doing this public work. But um, yeah, even more appreciation for like my parents and the sacrifices they made and the love that they have for their community. I, I could really appreciate their, their sacrifice as well and see how much they love like my fellow brothers and sisters in my community. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate uh, Mrs. Young really sharing that. And I also felt like when she came to Dallas and as she was speaking, I could really feel like she was a representative for a true mother. And I felt this desperate desire to like grow in my relationship with true mother. Um, yeah, because of the amount of sacrifice that true mother has been you know, constantly um, giving. So, yeah. And then another thing that uh, someone had taught us was like how her house has four generations. And she was explaining and like with so much joy, like sharing her relationship with her children. And I felt like, wow, you know, that's, that's so ideal. That's something that's so beautiful. It's like everybody in their family, they're experiencing like these four great realms of heart. Um, and being raised in that kind of environment is so uh, essential for a child's growth. And yeah, and I can see how, how much like being engulfed in that love can really help uh, all of their children and their grandchildren grow to be amazing people. So yeah, I was really moved by some of them and like one song kept popping in popping up into my head like in Dallas community we really love the song reckless love um I don't know if you know it but this song reckless love I could really feel uh was a great description of like the love that Dr. Young and also Mrs. Young have for uh, true parents and also have for like the whole movement so yes I'm really grateful and I highly suggest so you listen to the song Reckless Love. Um, yep. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Um, our Sarah is the our John Jackson's daughter. And, and wow, she's a, I think uh, our Sarah really gave beautiful testimony. I think you should be should be much, much better, much, much greater than my wife. I think uh, I think you can do a great job in the future. And then when I met you, I I really so admire by your such a dedication as a second generation. You respect God and true mother and true parents, and also really you love your own father and mother. This is one of the great exemplary case, you know, to support your father uh, mother's mission. Thank you so much, our beautiful our Sarah's uh, uh, yeah, beautiful testimony. Uh, I I hope that you you need to have also four generation experience and uh, she not yet met. I'm re I'm I'm searching for her spouse. Thank you very much, my brothers and sisters. Wow, thank you, Sarah, for for sharing about this whole this whole experience with Mrs. Young. And it's a, yes, it is extremely helpful. Uh, hopeful. I really do believe this. Uh, it's a new era we're in. So thank you, Dr. Young, for meeting us there. You do not misunderstand that <clears throat> serving God and serving people are different. You need to think that serving God is a serving people. 
Yes. Serving people as God. There's no difference. Of course, God is a sure invisible reality. But when you treat people, you treat them as God. This is important. There is something diff- different understanding, different kind of attitude, and there's the problems. So, you know, how to apply? How can I apply when I love God? How to apply? You need to love people as God. They are representative of God. And then, oh, I don't care other people. I, I only serve God. That is not so you know, right attitude. Really important. Loving people is, at the same time, loving God. This is very important. And then whenever you do any mission, is or even the work even outside of that mission, you need to you need to treat that this is God's mission. I need to meet God, even though outside the people, when you treat them as God's representative, really truly serving them. And then this mission is like a God's will, and then you can meet God. You can always feel God is dwell in my heart. This is an important point, Mia-san. 